Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So I had the, like, really, truly distinct honor of advising Harvard freshmen for seven years. And... I would look at these like bright, young, earnest people who had like so many real heartaches and problems and being alive is hard stuff. But the number one thing that I had to talk to them about was time management. There were just too many great things to do and they had too many creative ideas and they had too many opportunities and they didn't know which ones to pick. And would sometimes literally make themselves sick because they would say yes to too many things. And this week on the podcast, we have Cameron, the platonic ideal of this situation, a junior in college who is suffering from the same thing that many of us suffer from. We only live one life. So what do we do when we have too much that we want to do? I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit? Hi, Cameron. Thanks so much for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about your life. Today is a Thursday. How do you spend a typical Thursday? Uh, I'm a junior in college and I'm a philosophy and computer science double major, which means that I am always either coding or reading. Mm -hmm. And this semester I'm at 19 credits. So like I had to sign a special form to let me take more credits than I'm technically allowed to. And then I'm also on like various committees at the school. I work on the Social Justice and Leadership Summit that we do every semester. I'm on the planning committee for that, the Disability Awareness Month Committee, and the Multicultural Leadership Committee, and the Common Experience Committee, which is like we have when when incoming freshmen come in, we have them all do one, you know, common activity, and I help with planning that. And then I'm also involved in three or four clubs on campus. 
three of them as a member, and then I'm the president of the Disability Advocacy Club, which is why I'm here. Okay, you are busy. You said that you are here for the Disability Advocacy Club, but I can just, we don't have to talk about it. You should quit. You're too busy. (laughs) I am very busy, but the thing is that a lot of those things come as a byproduct of the Disability Advocacy Club, and they're things that I like deeply enjoy like being on the Disability Awareness Month Planning Committee, being in the Multicultural Leadership Committee, all of that is because of the club. Okay, so let's actually talk about the club and what question brought you in here today. Yeah, so the club relaunched in 2020, which was my freshman year, and I ended up loving it and was an officer by spring semester. So really since my spring semester, I've been involved. I was the treasurer and then... Last year, I was the secretary, and then this year, I took over as president. And over time, the club membership has kind of begun to dwindle, where we don't really even have enough members that we can have all of our officer positions that are you know constitutionally outlined filled. And then kind of at each meeting, we have three or four members, sometimes five on average. And then the officers that I do have are very often kind of working at the bare minimum or won't do stuff unless I you know, send them a reminder 24 hours before. And then even then still don't get stuff out on time. And so it's getting to a point where I'm like almost running the club myself. And I know that as I go into next year, I'm you know planning to get my PhD after my undergrad. And so a big part of next year is going to be like working on my writing sample and working on my applications and So it's kind of become this question of like, okay, do I have the mental bandwidth to keep being the president of this club? Or is it kind of time to say like, okay, our membership isn't at a place where it's sustainable to keep going, given the other commitments that we all have? I trust you that this is a hard question. Explain to me how it is. Because it sounds like you're doing all the work and you don't have time. And other people aren't helping. Yeah. So it really does come down to what I get out of the club. Yes. There's the Multicultural Leadership Committee and the Disability Awareness Planning Month Committee. And those have been like bright spots in my semesters. And, you know, I'm on the Multicultural Leadership Committee because I'm the leader of a multicultural club. And I'm on the Disability Awareness Month Planning Committee because... I'm the president of the Disability Advocacy Club. And so it's really the loss of those things, which means so much to me, that kind of push me towards, you know, like maybe just, maybe just stick it out. I keep like in my brain being like, oh, maybe I'll just stick it out to the end of fall semester because October is Disability Awareness Month. So like if I get through fall semester with the club, then, you know, Disability Awareness awareness month is over and I don't have to deal with losing that anymore. But then I still have like the spring semester of the multicultural leadership committee. And like, you know, some of my best friends have been from that, but it's, it's also like, I have the opportunity to be on so many committees because of this club. It's become this huge part of my college identity to be in this club. And so that's, that's what kind of holds me. Can you just technically have the club, but not really do anything? So we are bound a little bit by 
the rules of the university. To be an active club, we have to have one interest meeting every semester. Okay. We have to be present at club carnival. I mean, who's checking that though? So we we have to uh, we have like this program called presence, and like with our student IDs, we have to like swipe cards so that they can like tell. Can't you swipe and run? I'm like not kidding. Like there are boxes in the world that you just have to check. And you're like, okay, technically we have quorum. Great. This is a stupid rule that's outdated. I don't have time to change all the rules. I'm just going to swipe and run. It's not your fault that the rules are dumb. You should be able to be on these other committees while not on this other. Like this is stupid. Work the system. No. Yeah, there is there. And there is a lot of swiping. Like we also have once a semester, the president and vice president and treasurer are required to go to a student leadership summit, which is 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on a Saturday, which is what every college student wants to do. Oh, my God. So, that's you know, like I have to swipe into that. And so it's a lot of like once a semester, you once said? a semester. Yeah. OK, I will tell you that college, in my opinion, is for two contradictory things. On a social level. One is to get into really good habits as your adult self. You are always going to have this problem. For the rest of your life, you are going to be challenged with the blessing of too much to do. Time management is the very serious and very difficult problem of the lucky. And you are one of the lucky ones. So this will be your problem. The other point of college is to do things that you're not going to get to do later in life. I did improv in college. I was never going to do improv as an adult. It was my last chance to do improv. It was super fun. Do the things that you're not going to be able to do. Do you agree to my premise that these are the two things socially that college is for? Yeah. Okay. Does this fit into I want to practice time management And therefore, I can't do all the things I want to do. I'm interested in too many things. Or does this fall into, this is the last time I'm going to be able to be on a planning committee like this, so I better do it now. Yeah. So part of it is just that, like, not necessarily this is the last time I'm going to be able to do it because I want to be a college professor. So, like, ideally, I will be on some college committees when I'm older. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's like I love doing it. I have these meetings and I look forward to them. I love helping plan for the university. I love planning these events, specifically the Multicultural Leadership Committee. Like that is just like the strongest, most resilient group of people, in my opinion, on campus. So if multicultural group is your favorite group, then to me, you do that and whatever is required for you to do that. So you do the disability group that you are the president of. And you get rid of everything else. I just think functionally the disability group isn't actually the disability group. It is the one of the swipes to be part of the multicultural group. And like, that's what it is. And then it has grandchildren swipes, which are like super annoying. So is there something else that you can quit? It's less about the time management of of the disability group that gets me and more like the, I'm tired of doing jobs that aren't mine. Not that I don't have time to do those jobs, but I shouldn't have to. Like my, my social media coordinator should be able to get a post out. My secretary should be able to get an email out. What would happen if just no one did that work? 
Like if I didn't do it? Yeah. They're not doing it. You don't do it. It doesn't get done. Okay. What happens if it doesn't get done? What if you only did your job and other people did or didn't do their jobs? If you were their boss, this would be your problem, right? You would put them on a performance review. You would try to figure out ways that you could support them in order to help them do their job better. You would, right, like all sorts of things. And then if it still didn't work out, sometimes you have to let people go. This is not that situation. What happens if you just do your job and let that other work not get done? Every meeting turns into a self-care meeting. Okay, what if that's what the group is supposed to be? We don't have... We don't have amazing turnout ever. Mm -hmm. We have even less turnout for self-care meetings. And there's already a self-care club on campus. But this is just a swipe to the multicultural club. Like, who cares? Let it be a self-care meeting. Let it be a cupcake meeting. And it's you and one other person and you end up doing your homework. This is just a swipe. Yeah, My other option, like when I was going through in my head, like, what can I do? We have an impeachment clause and all of my officers accept my, my treasurer is good. He's protected. It's my secretary and my social media coordinator that don't do their jobs. Do you have people who would replace them? It doesn't sound like there's anyone interested in replacing them. Yeah. You're pointing to yourself. No, this is a swipe. Why would you impeach them? Why would they care about sending out emails if no one even wants to be in the club? This feels like a reasonable reaction that they're having. Yeah, I think because we rebooted in 2020, I don't know what my college life looks like without this club. Like in an ideal world, the club would continue and be popular. But... The campus-wide sentiment since we had this return to normalcy, whatever that means, has been decreased club presence. Like, every club is dealing with this. And it's hitting some of them harder than others. I guess the thing that I've heard you say that I really want to push back on is you don't know who you are at college without this club. You do know who you are at college without this club. This is not really a club right now. And you're thriving. Yeah. I think when I say that, it's more like uh, freshman year for me, because I came in in 2020. Freshman year for me was living in a dorm with 100% online classes. You know, sitting at a computer, you weren't allowed to hang out outside in groups larger than 10. You had to wear a mask literally everywhere you went, including just like walking around campus outdoors. You know, there was no dining hall to eat at. It was all takeout. And so the club was really the first type of social engagement that I had. And so it's a lot of that social interaction or like social those social relationships that I have, have been built out of that club. And I know, like functionally and logically, I know that I'm still going to be friends with these people if the club doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's about like getting past that roadblock in my mind of like, well, everything is riding on the club. 
And so it's easier for me to impeach my secretary and social media coordinator and do the work myself than to let go of the glove. Is it actually easier, though? I understand that it might be like psychologically a little bit easier, but is it easier? Psychologically, it's easier. Okay. Like functionally, it's not easier, but like getting like psychologically, it's easier for me to think about running the club myself than it is to not have the club. I just think this might be an important growing experience for you. Things you make die and it's hard or like. They change in ways you don't want them to, and it's time to move on. You're going to leave this club at some point, and it might be something totally that you don't want to do. I think this might be, like, an opportunity to practice the kind of adult that you want to be, which is someone who lets go of things when it's time to yeah. let go of them. I'm just, like, I'm not sure how to functionally use it as a swipe without investing in it. Like, I don't know how to do that in my own brain to be like, totally. I can have it exist, but we don't have weekly meetings or we don't have social media and we don't have emails that get sent out, but it still exists. Like that doesn't. Well, you still do your job, right? You still assign the emails. And when they don't get sent, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Our secretary couldn't do it this week. It's really just facing the reality of this group as it is. It is functioning emotionally for you in a lot of ways as a swipe. And your secretary's not doing work and your social media person isn't doing work. And that is the club. We can wish that the club would be any number of other things, but it's not. This is what it is. Yeah. And it sucks, but I do think that there would be a like, relief in embracing that. Yeah. I'm going to add another complicating factor. Okay. Because there's always one more. Yep. Um, With Disability Awareness Month, we do often get four or five people who want to join the club. Great. Maybe they will be secretary and social media manager. And yeah. But what I'm worried about is like next year, if we don't have meetings in the same way, or we don't have emails get sent out, or we don't have posts go out, like what happens to those people that want to join? And I I have to stop thinking about like what this means for the greater campus community, because what it means in the greater campus community is like, I know that we are a university that has a higher percentage of, of neurodivergent students. We do have a higher percentage of students who are registered with the Office of Disability Resources than there is across America. So like, in theory, we have a larger pool of people who could be in this club and who would benefit from this club and who would enjoy this club. And so it's like, okay, so then what happens to that, you know, four or five people that we get from Disability Awareness Month that want to join? And then it's like, oh, well, actually, the club doesn't really exist. They'll start their own club. When it's time. I mean, what are you offering them now? A secretary who doesn't do their work, people who don't show up, right? Like, it's yeah, but not- we still have a meeting every week. We still offer that, you know, like, even if there's they're not coming in person, there's still the Discord server of, 
you know, this collective group of students with disabilities who they can connect with. And there still is that meeting every week that they can come to. Do they come? No. So it's like you have like an herb garden and you're like, it's dead. I'm just going to keep watering it, though, because it technically can regrow. And for years, you just keep rewatering it instead of buying a new plant. And in the meantime, you're not getting any herbs in your salad dressing. You could mulch that soil to do something else. It's taking up counter space. And yes, technically, it can start to sprout new leaves, but it's not. So get a new basil plant, repot it. You are leaving behind a beautiful pot that other people can replant things in. But slowly, like put the shovel down and slowly back away. Yeah. I think the hard thing is that if this club goes, I don't know what the new plant is. Yeah. You will have graduated. Yeah. It sounds like there are three options. Option one, you use the club as a swipe to be on the multicultural committee. Two, you stop the club and don't, you're not on the multicultural committee. Three, you impeach your current secretary and social media person. You replace them with two people who actually want to do the work in order for the club to keep existing so that in theory you can recruit new members next semester, next year, in order for this club to be flourishing. Those are your options. Yeah, I have to use it as a swipe. Like, like that's the right answer. Like what I have to quit is like quit trying to salvage the club and quit trying to do more than I can to salvage the club. There are just still things that go into that. Yes. Like going to the student leadership summit and like going to club carnival and like having elections once a year. Yeah. And just not doing anything else. And without being like overly disrespectful, a little bit phoning it in at those things. Because it's, like, just the thing you have to do. Yeah. And if 50 people show up at Club Carnival and are like, oh, my God, I want to be a part of this club, then great. Then maybe you do have your new social media coordinator and secretary in that pool. Yeah. I think I have to stop worrying about what's going to happen to the club after I graduate. Especially because you super can't control what's going to happen to the club after you graduate. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like I just, like, killed your pet guinea pig. But that's the point of this podcast, right? <laughs> no, like, you told me to quit. kills your pet. <laughs> no, you told me to quit. I told you to quit. You just look so sad. I'm really sorry <laughs> that people aren't being responsible. They shouldn't sign up to do things if they're not going to be able to do it. But, yes, it is time to quit. Yeah. Cameron, thank you so much. I am so excited for you to code the world with a philosophically ethical way of interacting. Thank you. This has been Should I Quit? Our show is 99% funded through you, our listeners, through patreon.com slash realquestionpod. If you are a regular listener, we would really appreciate your support. Another way that you can support this show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. 
that helps new people find us. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Question Pod and Twitter at The Real Cute Pod. A shout out to our BFF tier patrons, Molly Real, Laura Lorber, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hugh, Stephanie Fetterwish, Biddy, and Ari. We are Not Sorry Production. Our executive producers, Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. Thank you to Cameron for joining us today. Thanks, as always, to our wonderful team, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glassy, J. Uramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Casper Kyle, and Stephanie Paulsell. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.